It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I am Pastor Jack King. I am your host, and I am always excited to be with you on WTSM. 97.9, your sports monster on Sunday mornings from 6 to 7. We talk about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. We talk about the church and all that God is doing in his glorious kingdom. We do have a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, or doctrine, but we do always speak well of one another. And today is show number 998. We're two shows away from that big one thousand shows and that's going to be a special time going to take a little trip down memory lane on, on that show so you don't want to miss that that'll be sometime at the right around the uh, first of the year but today i'm just fortunate to have some wonderful guests here in the studio pleasant and his wife diane voss and uh, brother pleasant was a pastor he's also a singer and uh, they've got some stories to tell us today and i'm i'm always up for good stories so brother pleasant welcome to the show sister diane welcome to the show thank you it's good to be here today Thank you, Pastor. Ken. Now let's talk about the uh, the pastoring part. How long were you a pastor? Well, let's see. I was ordained in January of nineteen seventy five. Wow! But I started pastoring in nineteen seventy four, and then it became necessary for me to be ordained. Now, how long did you pastor? Um, I, I, I pastored. Well, we started. We started out with a little group down in uh, Lake Placid, Florida, and uh, then we got called to help my father in the ministry in Dade City, Florida, who uh, the First Baptist Church there sponsored Ridge Manor Baptist Mission, okay. which was in, uh, let's see, Dade City is uh, the county seat of Pasco County, and Brooksville is the county seat of Hernando County. And uh, First Baptist Church of Dade City sponsored a, a new work in okay. Rich Manor and Hernando County. And your and your dad was was doing that. He, yeah, my father in the ministry. Okay. I called him. You know, he's not my actual daddy, but he's my the one I surrendered to the ministry under. Oh, so I, I see. called okay. him my father in the ministry. Okay. Uh, Brother O.G. Hall from he was from Bluntstown, Florida, and uh, he. Uh, was he said, I'll you be the energy and I'll be the brains, <laughs> I'll be the experience because you were young back in those days. I was real young and, and, and uh, unexperienced, uh, right? And uh, anyway, uh, um, you and I were sharing a while ago, we both uh were in during Vietnam War, right? And uh, one of the highlights of our ministry at Ridge Manor was we were able to sponsor a young couple from Vietnam. Oh, really? And uh, a Catholic uh, member of the Catholic Church uh -huh. in the community went around and asked all the local churches if we would be willing to help financially support this couple, our, our churches, and we did. Uh -huh. We agreed. And I said, I hope that they are getting a good Bible-believing church, you mm -hmm. know, and 
he came back to me and said, your prayers are answered. They want to be Baptists. Wow. And uh, wow. so I had the privilege of baptizing them. Uh, and I had two Gideons in the church, and we had uh, uh, Bibles with uh, Vietnamese and English in it. Wonderful. And so they, they tutored each one of them individually, you know, uh, the man and the wife. Uh, Let's say Lum Tai and Huang. So, so they came over during the time when the a lot when of Saigon fell. Yeah, when they fell, and and then they had a lot of Vietnam uh, people who came uh, over to America. And you were in during that time, you know, right, and, right? And right. they came. Yeah, yeah. and um, I'd been in from '62 to '66 uh -huh. right. in the Navy. But at, then, the, at this time when this happened, you were like, still an associate pastor there. Uh, and, well, we were co-pastors, co-pastors. Okay. Uh -huh. And uh, have you ever heard of that? But then oh, we, yeah. we were. Sure. We were co-pastors, and <laughs> right, uh, right. Uh, you know he he respected me, and I right, I, right. I loved him and respected yeah. him, and he was my wisdom, and you know he gave me a lot of insight. He taught me a lot of good lessons, yeah. and we had we were there three years, and then we went from there to Leesburg and pastored uh, Central uh, Baptist Church in. Okay. Leesburg for three now, years. Now, let's, let's back on uh, down That's the road. full time, yeah. you know. Uh, the two of you are, and I asked them this before we went on the air, they've been married 50 years. And they met at college, at the Mississippi College. College, college. Yeah. okay. It's just two nine, yeah. Mississippi College. And, and uh, Sister Diane is from Winston-Salem, North, North Carolina. Carolina. So you came down all the way from North Carolina to go to Mississippi to go to college. Yes. And I, had you just heard of the college? Was it of something your family did? Uh, no, sir. Um, the pastor of my home church um, in uh, Winston-Salem his father was president of a Baptist junior college, and it was called, it was named Clark College at that time. So I went there for, and it was a junior college, I went there two years, and the Baptist Student Union at Clark College um, uh, did a lot in conjunction with the Baptist Student Union at Mississippi College. Okay. So when I graduated from the two-year Baptist school, I had to go back home and work some more uh, to make money. And I just had it in my heart, just knew that the Lord was leading me back to uh, Mississippi College to continue with my education. Now, and when you went to college, what was your uh, intent? Was you going to go into some kind of career? Or did uh, you know you were going to go had, into ministry? Uh, I, my first thought was business education. Mm -hmm. And so that was the coursework that I took at Mississippi College. Uh, however, I did not get to finish my coursework at Mississippi College. Uh, it was time... Uh, soon began, uh, soon was time for my husband to start seminary in uh, at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Fort Worth, Texas. So we moved out okay. there, and I was able to finish uh, my fourth year of college at Texas Wesleyan. Okay, now do you remember the first time you ever laid eyes on this man? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, somewhat. <laughs> she, she said, "He's so ugly." <laughs> I worked. Uh, I worked in the cafeteria on campus, uh -huh. 
and he would come through the line. She served biscuits. <laughs> Did she? So, so, so were you going there for the biscuit? Now, you, you, yeah, you really right. Gotta, I was going there for her long <laughs> hair. She had long hair all the way down to her waist. I knew it wasn't just about biscuits. <laughs> so, so you, in other words, in other words, you just kind of noticed one another. Yes. And then uh-huh. through the process of time. Right. Now, did, at this college, did they allow you to get married? Because some colleges won't allow students. Oh, yeah, they did. Yes. And they had ministerial housing. Okay. Uh, okay. You know, which. Now, how long had, had you been at the college before you got married? Well, let's see. Uh, I can tell you how we got our first date, if you want me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's hear about uh, that. Okay. Um, I had my eyes on her, you know. Uh-huh, I, sure. I, uh, she don't mind me telling you I had my eyes on two girls there. <laughs> and uh, one of them didn't have real long hair, but that was my favorite. Right, right. Uh, hairstyle. And. Um, Anyway, um, I had a choice. Uh, a Morrison Cafeteria had a contract uh, on campus there, and uh, and they fed us, you know. And uh, when you went into the cafeteria, you could either go down t- to the line on the right or you could go to the one on the left. Uh-huh. Well, Diane was on the left, so uh-huh. I always went to the one on the left. <laughs> and uh, I'd been wanting to get her attention in uh-huh. some of the... Uh, people that went to uh, Clark College knew her and thought a lot of her, where she had gone to junior college. Um, and they wanted to help me out. And I, uh, one guy from Venezuela, he wanted to help me out, Edgar. And I said, no, Edgar, let me do it on my own slow time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was slow. But anyway, um, we were going to have our homecoming football game and we were going to play Sanford University, and Sanford University had beat Mississippi College 55 to nothing the year before. Okay. I went when I was finishing my last year at, at TCC here in Tallahassee in uh, and 69. And I, so uh, after graduating uh, TCC, I went out there uh, to major in Bible, and I minored in English. And... Um, so my roommate, uh, David Whitaker from Jacksonville, he had run a relay torch all the way to, to Birmingham, Alabama, for us to play them. They were our rival team, you know, like uh, Florida State and the uh, University of Florida. And um, so I didn't uh, – so he wasn't going to the game. I finally talked him into it, but I got a date with Diane the Friday evening at supper time. When she served me again, right, okay, right. Uh, for before homecoming the next day, so uh, so so Diane, what did you think about this? Well, he asked you for a date. <laughs> oh, I, was, I thought that was good. Really? Yes. <laughs> let, 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 let me tell you what happened. Uh, well, I went through the line, and uh, <laughs> I won't tell everything, but I said, uh, I, I, "Let's see." I said, "Hey, Diane, how you doing?" She says. I'm fine. How are you doing? She says, are you going to the game? I said, yeah, I reckon I'll go and sit with the boys. <laughs> and uh, I said, are you going? She said, yeah, I reckon I'll go and sit with the girls. <laughs> well, my old brain started churning up there and says, yeah, I might stand a chance. <laughs> so uh, I said, I'll tell you what. He's I, slick, wasn't he? <laughs> I said, I'll come back and talk with you after my friend Kirk and uh, and I got through eating. And uh, I went back and uh, went back behind the line. They had me to go back behind the line where she was serving back there. And they were all watching all the people that worked with her. <laughs> and I, I asked her for the date. And 
uh, got my date, and that was it. I, I never dated another girl after Is that. that and, and how long after that before you were married? Uh, well, we, we had our first date in October, which would have been 51 years ago. Okay. And we got married June the 6th yeah, the next that's year. That's pretty quick, actually, mm-hmm. pretty quick. Well, we were <laughs> both eight. in our mid-20s, so, uh-huh. yeah. so uh, you know. So yeah. now, did, did both of you finish the college there? Uh, uh, he finished uh, at Mississippi College. He finished his bachelor's degree, but I had to complete my bachelor's degree at Texas Westland. I see. Okay. To Fort Worth. And so then after that, then you you went to Texas for your your. Uh, yeah. Well, after I graduated, um, we went on out there and uh, visited the campus, and they liked us. The Lord opened up doors and. They immediately started trying to find us a place, and we went on. Then we uh, came back home and took our stuff from uh, Mississippi College to Sopchoppy, Florida, where I'm from. Okay. And uh, then we were able to go on out to Texas and uh, uh, work that summer, you know, before we started school in the fall at Southwestern Baptist right. Theological Seminary in Fort Worth, Texas. So, but the call of God had been in your life for a long time before you. You went to the school? Yes. I mean, I guess both of you. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, Diane, did you grow up in church? Are you? Yes, yeah. I did. Um, when, let's see, when, when my family was, uh, when we moved to Winston-Salem, my family was not a Christian family. And uh, so I want to tell this uh, to encourage others uh a neighbor reached out to my mother, and uh, who had two children at the time, and uh, offered to uh, transport us to church and Sunday school. And uh, so my mother saw that it was important, and so we started riding with the neighbor. And uh, in just a couple of months, my mother was led to the Lord in her Sunday school class. It was Praise a very godly Sunday right. school uh, class teacher. And then eventually, uh, I came to know the Lord while there and was baptized, and my mother was baptized. And so it was a very solid uh, church for me growing up. And I really thank no, the Lord. What for was it. that lady's name? Her name needs to be mentioned. Okay, uh, Mrs. Er, er, let's see, Mildred Hancock Mildred was the Hancock. neighbor, and she passed away about yeah, but five you, but years. But just just ago. think about what Mildred Hancock did. Yeah, I mean, because you always have to think about the the ripple effect. Of any time right. that you testify, share your faith, whatever, yes. nobody really knows how how impactful that can be. But you think about she talked to your mother. Your mother went to church. You gave your heart to Christ. Uh-huh. You're in the ministry. How many yes. people have you touched as a result of that? And just it just goes on and on and on because somebody shared mm-hmm. their faith. And I think yes. that's a tremendous testimony. Uh-huh. Yes, that's why I say her name needs to be said because she yes. she did a, a great thing. And every time that we share our faith, you. Know never know you never know what impact that's going to have overall that's that's really what we're all about that's what jesus told us to do he said tell the world tell them about your faith and i always say this i said tell people what happened to you because your testimony is powerful 
and, and uh, just how did how did God get a hold of your heart? And just tell that story. And I tell people, I says, tell it to your children. Tell it often. Tell it wow. to people like that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's so so wonderful, and I, it brings tears to my eyes um, when I think about it today. How um, a little girl in a very dysfunctional family on a dirt road in North Carolina, eventually the Lord opened the door to eventually go to a Baptist, a very solid Baptist college in Mississippi, and then from there on to one of the finest um, seminaries in the world, and which at one time had the largest student population for those preparing for the ministry. Wow. And yeah. so a little dirt road. <laughs> you may be on a little dirt road and but, not know where life but, but God has a design on your life. Where life you may be yeah. uh uh in a dysfunctional family. But God has a plan for Amen. you. Amen. That's a good word. That's a good word. Yeah. So you, you went on to Texas. You finished up there. And then that's when you were called to, to go with your dad or your spiritual father down in. Uh, well, we, uh, we started out in a little church in uh, Lake Placid, Florida, okay. and helped them out a few months. Okay. And then uh, Brother Hall, O.G. Hall, was starting this church in uh, the First Baptist Church, you know, of Dade City, mm-hmm. Florida, was sponsoring a church in Hernando County uh, called Ridge Manor. Okay. It was a retirement right, community. Right. And they had other denominational churches out there, but they didn't have a, Baptist, a Southern Baptist church. Okay. So we were blessed to help him start this church. And we knocked on doors. We rented the community center. And uh, on Sundays, just on Sundays, mm-hmm. and we were able to have it that morning and that night. Yeah, and now, when you went to uh, help your your spiritual father there, did you become full time of the church? Were the church able to support you? Or did you do secular work? Yeah, yes, sir. I was full time, and I was making thirty seven dollars and fifty cents a week. Thirty seven. And what year was that? Now, nineteen sixties. <laughs> it wasn't in the night. It wasn't nineteen eighteen. It was. Uh, 1974. 1974. How much? $16 a week? 37. 30, $37 a week. Okay, well. $37.50. Like we were splitting the $75. <laughs> <laughs> and he gave me the $25. Well, that, that was, was the church uh, providing you housing? Or did you have to pay rent out of that? Uh, yeah, the uh, First Baptist Church of Dade City provided us housing. We had to go in there and clean it up. Yeah. It, but they, but, but you, you, you had that, but still, that's that's a pretty small I am cleaned it up. It was used for storage yeah. you know what i mean uh, right. from the first baptist church yeah. it was the old pastoral uh, parsonage okay. and uh they bought a home right by the church that a doctor owned and that became the main so, so how, did, how did you survive during, well let me tell you um we were actually paying back our school loans and everything oh it, my goodness it, it wasn't <laughs> easy but um Let's see, we had uh, a Saltzman family. Their last name was Saltzman. Uh-huh. And um, he was he started a, like a boy's ranch. Yeah. And uh, he was a lawyer uh, with Jim Walter Holmes, a very successful lawyer. And uh, so he and his wife uh, got some cottages and all and then started helping these troubled young boys. And he raised grass-fed cattle, 
And uh, one time he gave Brother O.G. Hall, my father in the ministry, that we were co-pastors at Ridge Matter Mission, you know, and um, he um, gave us a half a steer apiece. Oh, really? And uh, <laughs> I learned how to use hickory wood, uh-huh. you know, and all, and uh, how to grill it, you know, with even hickory nuts. You can use those two green hickory nuts, right. you know, and get that good flavor and that meat. Boy, we were eating healthy meat because it was grass-fed. <laughs> and, uh, but we, the Lord blessed us all. Wow. My uh-huh. daddy gave us a little chest freezer uh-huh. to hold it down from Sop Choppy all the way down to uh, Hernando County. And uh, he uh, had some deer meat in it, some venison meat in it, you know, and that kind of stuff. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we were able to put that half a steer in it, right. you know, and uh, we, uh, but uh, Diane, uh, she uh, she knew how to cook beans and things like that, you know. <laughs> but here's the thing about this. Here, you all both had become educated. You'd gone to college, and now you're making this this very small salary where you could have gone and gone into secular work and made a whole lot more money, but you had the call of God in your life. That's right. And I don't know whether people always understand this. You hear this sometimes. People are like, oh, you preachers, you're all about money. I mean, I'm sure you probably heard that. And that offends me greatly because most of the preachers and pastors and missionaries that I know, they don't know they're sacrificing because they're, the call of God is in their life. And they're, they're willing to do whatever it takes to serve God and, and uh, and uh, you know, uh, riches of the earth is not their motivation, and I thank God for that. But, they, but it is a sacrifice; it really is. Yeah. Now, where did the music part come in? You're you are a singer. Where, where did uh, you start playing? Or, or I guess you play the guitar. Yes, sir. I, I learned to play the guitar in a Pentecostal church, but um, I grew up in the Southern Baptist Church in Sop Choppy. We had three churches. Okay. We had the, the Southern Baptist Church. We had the Methodist Church, now United Methodist Church, and we had the Congregation of Holiness Church. Okay. Well, my mother started going out to the Congregation of Holiness Church, and they really liked the way she played the piano. Okay. She could tear it up. and um, <laughs> So... Um, I'd go out there with her like on Sunday nights and uh, when they'd have revivals and I'd see them play the guitars. Well, in uh, the Baptist church, in the Baptist church, they didn't have guitars back then. And it got my attention. Mm-hmm. And uh, I uh, didn't start playing until my senior year in high school. But uh, I, uh, m- my mother had taught us all three ch- kids how to play three chords on a ukulele okay and so the bottom four strings of a guitar i call it a guitar um is this played the same way a four string ukulele is played really so the first time i held a, a guitar i could actually play it huh but i didn't know how to hit the top notes you know the bass notes uh-huh. and um so I just didn't hit those, but I, I, I said, I can play this thing. Really? And uh, it was in the key of G. And anyway, uh, so uh, my brother, uh, let's see, we, they, uh, Mr. Whaley, who was our uh, ag teacher, asked Hayden Gray, Ronnie Gray, Melvin Harrell, and me if we would form an FFA band. Really? So we formed the FFA band. <laughs> 
and uh, we beat out Leon County, by the way. Really? Really? <laughs> and we went over to uh, Quincy, and uh, we came in second, and Mr. Whaley said it was uh, politics is the reason we didn't get it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so uh, we, we, we sang three songs. We sang um, uh, Kneel at the Cross. Okay. We sang... Uh, uh, put your sweet lips a little closer to the phone, you know, two secular songs. And then Elvis came out with, uh, I can't help falling in love with you, so we started doing that one. But um, anyway, um, I could sing all four parts, so I think I was maybe singing alto because nobody else could sing alto. And, <laughs> but, uh, or I was singing but, bass. But you, were, you were playing the guitar for the group? Yes, sir. I played guitar. Uh, Hayden Gray and I both got a new guitars. Okay. And I, he got a Fender and I got a Gibson. And um, Melvin Harrell, he played uh, coffee cans, you know, and uh, that was the drums. <laughs> and then uh, Ronnie Gray, he played a, a bass tub, I mean, a foot tub. With a rope tied right. to it. Right, I, I see those. Yeah. You know, hey, that's pretty it, cool, yeah. And that was our base. <laughs> and anyway, uh, yeah, we, we, we got good. And, um, but my mother could play. She started playing as a very young girl. And uh, she was the eighth of nine children. And her mother always wanted a, a daughter that could play the piano. So she uh, learned to play as a real young girl. And... So she taught my sister and I how to sing. Okay. And my sister's six years older right. than me, and we, so the three of us could really sing good. But, but as far as the guitar is concerned, you, you just picked it up because you had played the ukulele. You just picked up the guitar and just began to play I, it. I played it the first time I held one. <laughs> I think it was a Les Paul. I could have, if I had that thing now, it'd be worth thousands yeah, of dollars, and I could have bought it for $10 But back that then. had to have been the anointing of the Lord to teach you that because it, it, I've, it, I've been it, trying to a play the guitar for 50 years and I still haven't mastered it <laughs> I just think it's amazing that you, that you picked it up like that and of course uh, so now you play and sing now do you sing uh, in churches and things of that nature yeah, I've sung in churches a lot I've led to singing in churches and of course I've pastored and music's always been part of my ministry right I've done a lot of nursing home ministry and all that through the years and uh I pastored a church in South Georgia called Adipogas Baptist Church, uh -huh. and they have us back just about every year, you know, uh, had us back every year until COVID-19 set in for do Christmas and Valentine, and, and we do the seniors, you know, and I take my guitar over there and do a Bible study and, wow. and sing with them, and they eat, you know, they do yeah. that right. once a month, yeah. and I, I go about three times a year. Now, Diane, do you sing? No. Do you play, you play anything? No. So the music is <laughs> Do not, not have any music talent. <laughs> no. But now, what 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 would be your your strong gift in, in, in ministry? Well, I would say um, encouraging mm -hmm. others, um, uh, ministering to people with um, broken hearts. Uh huh. Right, and so you're a good listener. Good, li I would yeah. say a yeah. good listener. But now you're, you've been a pastor's wife for how many years? I mean, ever since you met this guy, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. And and uh, uh, a pastor's wife is one of the great treasures of yes. of the kingdom. 
I, I don't know whether people fully appreciate what all a, wife, a, a pastor's right. wife does, but it's tremendous. And, and uh, I'm just thinking of my own wife, who mm-hmm. actually, when we came to Tallahassee to pastor the Open Bible Church, she was 19 years old. Wow. And she, she was just right out of high school. We, we married. Wow. She was two weeks out of high school when we married. And I'm, I'm uh, seven and a half years older than she is because I'd already been through the Navy and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And she came here as a, just, a, I mean, as a teenager. Wow. Now, you talking about having to learn on the job? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and, she, and I would like I said, we've been pastoring now for 41 years. Oh, and she's man. a beautiful, excellent pastor's wife. And our congregation loves her. But most people don't know what she does. I mean, because you're talking about the pastors, he's up front and he's noticeable. Of course, it's uh, Brother Pleasant here. He's not only uh, uh, preaching, but he's also playing and singing. And of course, he, he commands a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. And generally, the the pastor's wife, she's. Just, I, I like for my pa- my wife to be there in a service. Uh-huh. Now, when we had children, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of times she'd be in the nursery, and I. I didn't like that, but what are you going to do? But I like for her to be there because she brings a, a just a, a strength to me, mm-hmm. and also she's there to pray for me. And I, I mean, yes. that's probably what you were doing a lot of times. Yes, just praying for him, God anoint him, give him the amen. And then every now and you give him the evil eye. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do that, do you? Oh no, not that. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, one time. We had a. I used to do a lot of youth and to travel a lot, and so I'd be gone sometimes on Sunday. And I had this this pastor, and he knows who he is. He he, he reminds me of it. He would come and, and fill in for me. He was between churches. He wasn't pastoring at the moment, so so I'd have him come on Sunday. And I had met him one time in my life. We'd met at a basketball court, and I invited him to come preach for me some Sunday. And he probably did that for two or three years. And then one Sunday, I'm here at the church. He shows up. But I didn't recognize him. <laughs> so so here I'm up there and make an announcement. I said, oh, we have this, this young couple. Would you like to stand and introduce yourself? And he and my wife, she was sitting on the platform behind me. <laughs> she just started fussing at me. She said, and then called his name. And I'm going, what? What? <laughs> I just she's there to correct me when I do dumb things. <laughs> yes, and that's that's kind of the role you play. Your yes. your support behind right. the scenes. But uh, one thing, and what you mentioned is that you're a good listener, mm-hmm. and and you have this heart to minister to my people. A lot of times, people will tell me things they don't tell her. I mean, I tell her thing. I'm sorry, right. they tell her things that they don't tell me. Right, that's correct. Because unfortunately. Because I'm kind of, you know, I got a lot on my mind. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always, so if somebody can tell me something that's, it just doesn't hit me. It just doesn't, I just don't absorb it. Now, maybe later it may come to me, but her, and sometimes she'll, she'll tell me, she'll say, well, did you know such and such? I say, yeah, I heard her mention that. And she'll have to help me to understand just how important that thing is because she yeah. has insights. So I've learned, and I bet you have too, Brother Blessed, to value Mm-hmm. <laughs> I value her opinion and value well, I her think insights. That Lord, the Lord gave uh, women um, a special intuition mm-hmm. about uh, people, and I think you're right. Uh, uh, and so we can pick up on things mm-hmm. a lot of times right, um, right. when our husband can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's what makes you complete and whole. Right. 
Yeah. As a couple. And I know, so. Brother Blessed, you probably would agree with me that on Sunday yeah. morning, I'm thinking about going to, up to the, to the mm-hmm. pulpit. Right. I got announcements to make. I got things I got to do. Right. We, got, we have the order of service. We want to make sure things are, are moving. And then, then you have the message you want to preach. Mm-hmm. So if somebody comes to me right before the service and starts telling me something, they're not going to get my full attention. I just tell you. Right. But again, my wife is there. She's the filter for all of that, right. that sort of thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's just a beautiful thing. So I thank God for the, quote, the pastor's wife, the unsung hero <laughs> behind yes. the scenes. And some people, and, and I have, I know ministry couples, they're, they're co-pastors. You know, the, right. the pastor and his wife, and then that's the way they flow, and that's the way they operate, mm-hmm. I think that's great. That's not the case between my wife and I. We're, we're, did you all see yourself as that way? Or? Well, um, we believe that the Lord called the husband uh-huh. <laughs> to be uh, to be pastor. Uh, we and, respect those that, right? Yeah, it, 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 and, and we know people that yeah. way. Yeah, right. and, and I said that's fine. My wife will tell you. She says she's not called to the ministry. She's called to be my wife. Right, and she does that very very mm-hmm. well. But it just happens that by being my wife, she's also the pastor's wife. Well, so. you describe Diane real good yeah. when you describe your wife. That's just the way Diane is, and uh, Diane picks up a lot of things uh, in the congregation with the people that I. I'm talking about she learns things that I need to know, and she'll tell me after church. Right, right. And that's that intuition that you were talking about, yeah, because she listens and picks up things. And uh, and uh, another uh, outstanding thing she has done, which is not her favorite thing to do, is. she can make the best bulletin you ever saw in your life. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. You, you asked the people down at Lanark uh, when we pastored the community church in uh-huh. Lanark uh, two and a half years. Uh, how they liked the bulletin yeah. that she put together. In fact, they started paying her. Really? Yeah, weekly because she was doing such a good well, job. It, to me, it should it should be a tool to uh, to encourage people. I. I I believed that you should insert the gospel mm-hmm. or uh, some message of the Lord on every corner, every page, bottom, top. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, well, a good bolt is an important part of the church. I mean, uh, uh, over the years, I've had people who'd come and do it, and then they move on, and then we won't have one for a while. And <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well, she, she really doesn't. Uh, they started paying her because she was working so hard on the bulletin. They didn't have a bulletin uh-huh. when we f- first started. Right. And, uh, the Lord blessed us to help the church get organized, and now they're doing real good. And uh, They continued yeah. on after we left. And uh, But anyway, uh, they have a, a bulletin and all, but they'll... I don't want to down it or anything, but they'll never have the bulletin. That she, <laughs> she was the expert at it. Because, right? like she said, she she had Bible verses. She had uh, the uh, salvation message. She had, uh, uh, and of course, we had a, a very elaborate program. Uh, I it was like kind of like an Episcopalian worship service. Mm-hmm. You know the way they did it down there. It was uh, not a denominational church. And uh, we had the Apostles' Creed, and uh, I'd never done all that. And also, it's a patriotic town because that's where, uh, I don't know if you know it, but 250,000 during World War II were trained to land at D-Day 
in no, in I've Franklin never, County. I've never heard that. And and they, there's a museum in Carabelle huh. about it, and uh, they have a dance every year too. Uh, and uh, some of the World War II huh. veterans are still. And we'd go to the dances. We participated in everything we could in the community down there, you know, to try to reach people. Mm. And um, but anyway. Um, you know, Diane, she's, uh, she really shined. And those people said, well, we're going to start giving her $50 a week. Wow. <laughs> Let me just tell the radio audience, this is the Gospel on the Radio Talk Show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I'm your host, and uh, Pastor Placid and Diane Voss is my guest today. And we're just talking about ministry. They were Baptist pastors for many, many years. Uh, Brother Placid uh, is a musician. He plays a guitar and sings. We're going to talk a little bit about that in just a bit. But speaking of music, uh, you know, I'm a lover of Southern gospel music. And Karen Peck at New River is one of my favorite uh, artists. It's called the Four Days Late. The came to Jesus. Please come fast Lazarus is sick And without your help He will not last Mary and Martha Watch their brother die They waited for Jesus He did not come And they wondered why the death watch was over Buried for days Somebody said He'll soon be here The Lord's on His way Martha ran to Him And then she cried Lord, if you had Appeared Friend don't 
That's an excited lady right there. Amen. Here in Beck and New River. I've I've said before, if my congregation would let me preach about Mary, Martha, and Lazarus every Sunday, I think I would. Amen. <laughs> I, I, beautiful I lo- family. I, yeah, I do. I just love the whole concept of that. Of course, we're talking about resurrection power with, uh, Amen. with Lazarus. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show, and I'm Pastor Jack King. I'm the pastor of Freedom Road uh, Christian Ministry. <laughs> we're located at 720 Capital Circle Northeast in the Crescent Park Plaza there, and we love visitors coming to worship with us 1105 is when we start on Sunday mornings if you're on the Capitol Circle and you've passed Easterwood Drive before you get to Park Avenue look for us on the right hand side of the road we put signs out there on Sunday morning so you can find us also to let you know that this show will be on podcast in about a well, next week sometime it's a show number 998 so you can find it there if you want to listen to it again or share it with a friend and uh, make sure you tune in on Saturday nights for the Saturday Night Gospel Sing with uh, your host, that's me, Pastor Jack King. Full hour of great Southern Gospel music. That's on 94.1 on your radio dial, 7 o'clock on Saturday nights. And also, my friend uh, Robin Fiesmeyer, AAA Constant Comfort, he's been helping me do this show since I started way back in 2002. And I'd just like to mention him, 893 you maybe need to get that heater fixed right now. <laughs> we got cold weather here in uh, North Florida. Of course, uh, I tell people, if you got to do winter, this is the way to do it right here. Because <laughs> it doesn't get too cold. And it warms up real nice in the daytime. I'm from Kentucky. I know what cold weather is all about. <laughs> so, uh, Brother Pleasant, let's talk about your... Um, you're you're retired right now. You're so you know uh, you're not pastoring at the moment, but you want to begin to move out in your music uh, career. So you're, right now you're recording some CDs. Is that, understand that correctly? Yes, sir. I, I've got a single right now. Okay. And uh, Dr. Barbara uh, Thomas Reddick, she's um, getting it out. Okay. Uh, around the world. <laughs> And uh, we we think it's going to be a hit, and we're hoping that other people will want to pick it up. You know, tell, tell us the name of it. Uh, it's called. It's a secular song. It's called "The Magic Touch." Okay. And uh, anyway, uh, it, it's a, a dancing type song. You know, you 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 have to move with that song. But wait a minute, you're a Baptist. Baptists don't dance. No, I'm a Southern Baptist. <laughs> But I, I, uh, Baptists are branching out. Okay, uh, uh, <laughs> we we not as uh, stiff as we used to be. Uh, uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, Diane and I always danced, but we didn't dance in front of other people. Right. You know, okay. And then uh, we started working with the Florida Sheriff Youth Ranch kids, and then they would have dances and okay. all that. So, right. Right. So we danced yeah. with the kids. Well, and well, all my, that. So, one of my older brothers is a Baptist. Uh, pastor, so <laughs> we used to talk about that all the time. So now, uh, this single's coming out, and, and when would it be available? Um, it's pretty. It's real soon, real soon. Okay, okay. It, it's uh, Doctor uh, Barbara Reddick is my uh, producer. Okay, so she's coordinating all that, but she's already got the. Uh, what do you call it? The, the introduces it says it's coming out, and, okay. and Pro, uh, promo. she's already got the yeah. the it's photo. On, it's already on YouTube. Okay, um, and she said the CDs would be ready uh, next week. Okay, to pass and out. so on the YouTube, how do you uh-huh. go? You just you just you can type in. 
Pleasant Grant Foss. Okay. And uh, that will bring up a picture of him okay. in a Western outfit. And uh, the title of the song is That Magic Touch. Okay. Well, the thing about it is that, uh, uh, as they say, we're never too old to try something new. And so you're 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 trying to kind of uh, start another phase of, of your life, and uh, I, I think that's great. I think people should follow their dreams. I'm all about dreams and visions and uh, doing something that. Uh, well, I've written uh, quite a few gospel songs too, yeah. but when I was uh, when we were working with the Florida Sheriff's Youth Ranch kids, we worked on three campuses. We started in Bartow and worked at what used to be called the Girls' Villa. Then we went to uh, Clearwater and worked at uh, the Youth Ranch. Ranch. And yeah. then we came to the Boys' Ranch. And, and this was, was, was in between pastoring. Right. Yes, sir. Well, I saw Coal Miner's Daughter. We, uh, I rented the video, Coal Miner's Daughter, you know, about Loretta Lynn. Right. And how her husband saw that she had a talent. And of course, the rest was history. You right. know, once he got her out, and um, so it motivated me, and I went and wrote my first complete country song uh-huh. uh, while I was over at the Boys Ranch, and that was like 1985. Really? Wrote. And so, but then, uh, did it get recorded? No. Uh, uh, what I mean, uh, I've sent a lot of my songs to Nashville, and uh, I've never gotten credit for them, uh-huh. but. But my ideas are picked up, right? And you cannot control uh, an idea. You know, you, you sure. cannot copyright an yeah, idea. Yeah. So uh, they just take my songs and rewrite them and all right. that. So I've, I've sent a lot. Of so, so this one here, you've you recorded it yourself. I recorded it, it here in Tallahassee. Yeah, you got to put it out. Sent them up right. to Nashville. Right. Yeah. And uh, I've got a, a relative up there that's really high up in the music okay. promotion and publicity. Uh, he's a boss. Okay. Just like me. And, and this will be uh, out for radio uh, use or secular stations to play? Well, the song that we're doing now is, uh, I've been on radio with my recordings in the past. Okay. But just in an interview. Okay. Like I've been, uh, uh, let's say, Dothan, Alabama, uh, on a right. big country western right. road. I've been to, uh, with Gabby over at uh, uh-huh. Quincy. Right. I remember Gabby. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been, I like uh, that station. I really did. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but anyway, um, it's, uh, I'm just motivated now. Yeah. You know, you might say uh, at 78 years of age, I've kind of resurrected in the music. Well, and, I applaud you. And I've written, yeah. uh, you know, I yeah. quoted you, I sang, uh, uh before we came on the air without my guitar, I sang uh, Beautiful Face, Beautiful right. Place. You no, know? no, but I, I applaud you for doing this. I mean, uh, people say, well, I'm, I'm 78, I, I can't do anything. No, no, you still got, you, you're, you look good. I mean, you seem to be in good health. I mean, go for it, man. Do, follow your dreams, man. Do it. Uh, and because I'm, I'm glad that Dr. Reddick's here to help you get this thing done. And uh, next thing you know, we'll be driving down the road and we'll hear, it's, it's called uh, Beautiful Face, right? <laughs> she, she and I have kidded, uh, you know, she's uh, a beautiful black lady and we've kidded about ivory and ebony. Uh-huh. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we don't, we hadn't decided who's going to be ivory and who's going to be ebony. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, yeah, God doesn't see color and, and I don't see color. No, no, but the and, thing about it is, but God does look at the heart. That, that's and, what he looks and, at. And in your heart, you you want to do something because what I get a sense is that if you get a song out there and it's a secular song and it's, it's, it's popular, but 
you're a man of God and you, you'll get opportunities to go. You talk about the song, but you share your faith. It's, it's a way of, of being able to follow your, your calling into ministry in a right. different, different way, different light. I think, it's, I think it's a great thing. And I hope the song does well. I mean, I, I wish we had it recorded now so we could play it. But I, even though we're on a Christian show, I'd, I'd play it for you. But, uh. Well, uh, when you uh, a songwriter... Um, and I've been doing it now since the 80s, like I said, and so you get better at it. Sure. And uh, But you write about experiences. Uh-huh. So when you have an experience of some type, you know, whether it's good or bad, you can get a song out of it. Right. right. And uh, I had surgery on my neck, and uh, the doctor said that, that it'll fill back out. You know, he went in there and did a lot of cutting in my neck there, and uh, he said it'll fill back out. Well, it didn't fill back out. Uh-huh. And finally he said it's not going to fill back out. <laughs> so I got a nice hole inside of my neck there. And uh, so, but during that time, I wrote two songs, and uh, one's about the beautiful scars of Jesus. They're beauty marks, uh-huh. you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that out of my... Uh, archives <laughs> archives and uh, rewrite it and right. uh, and uh, make it uh, real strong right. but it's got the great message in fact uh, somebody borrowed my lyrics because I heard it. I went online and found where they borrowed go. my but, lyrics but see that's what's happened people are using your stuff where you should be recording it and getting it out there and, and that's what you're doing now that's, I think that's great right. now let me ask you this how do you get I mean once you get the, the words to the song how do you get the, the music that goes with it to me it comes to the same time really uh, I get the hook uh-huh. and then it, it the tune kind of comes at the same time now I may have to t- change the tune uh-huh. and uh, but it, it to me it flows together Seth, and, I just find this to be fascinating I don't know whether you all know a gentleman by the name of Henry Miller Henry passes a little church down in Woodville and he's been on this show lots of times because we're, we're friends and he he that's what you experienced was the same thing with him he sat down one night and I think he was kind of have kind of blue and uh, mm-hmm. Picked up a guitar, started playing, and started singing, and now he has recordings all over the place. And just, <laughs> how does that happen? Wow. Except for the anointing of the Lord. I mean, for you to be able to sit down and just write a song because of some a lyric or word that you had, that's anointing, and that's a gift because not everybody has it. But since to you, it becomes so natural. <laughs> but that's a gift of God. But at uh, one of the songs that uh, I think well of that he did. Uh, at that surgical time was uh, Lord I was thinking of you this morning and all the things you've done Wow! and you know it, it, then it goes through him uh, dying the crucifixion and right right and he was thinking and, of us yeah all, all that he went here the the beating and and you can you 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 have that on the guitar you can you can yes, sit down yes, and sir. play it and I, sing I it perform that at my uh, the uh, real big high school reunion that saw Choppy years uh-huh. ago, right? Uh, about twenty five years ago. Well, you, you need to get in that recording studio and get that recorded so that we can see. So you could t- you should you, what you should do is uh, listen to me. I'm giving you advice, here. <laughs> but you should put together a gospel album. Right. I mean, it sounds to me like you've got enough gospel songs that you've written. Yes, sir. You just need you need to, to put it on an album with got six, seven of your songs on there. 
put it out on the internet watch it right. just watch things happen because yes. uh, and then we uh, could uh, include some of the old songs that we grew up on too you know yeah, uh, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I've, I've recorded those in the past for family right and all well if you don't know how to how to do that thing as far as getting it promoted I know Barbara's helping you here but uh, if you contact Brother Henry down there in Woodville uh, he passes a little church if you go down uh, uh, Oak Ridge Road where the railroad track used to be you take left his church is just right there he, he's he's got all this down he works with uh, I don't know he, he's got some folks that helps him he's got a bunch of I've got them right over here a bunch of CDs that he's put out and uh, he, I'm sure he'd be able to give you some advice we'd love to meet him yeah, because and, uh, that's what you need to do you need to just put that CD together and, and let God move because right. I mean uh, he would Hey, right. you're lifting up his name. Amen. <laughs> you know? yeah. But I can say, I, uh, dreams and visions, that's what I'm about. I just yeah. tell people, just follow your dreams. Just follow your dreams. And uh, God always makes it more fun than you ever thought it could be. Right. <laughs> Amen. That's, I like the story of uh, uh, Dr. David Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. He's one of our favorite pastors and uh, that we like to listen to. And he uh, he did not... The way I understand his story is that he did not have intentions of uh, going into the ministry at first, and he wanted, though he had a love for radio, Uh and so uh, it came a point in his life when he had to surrender his life and his calling to the Lord, and then he said, look now. I've, I'm all over the world on radio and TV. God, you yeah, know, when I surrendered to Him, yeah. He and, and what yeah. He learned uh, being a radio right uh, disc jockey, I guess, in it was. his early years, in his yeah. early years, helped him. Sure, right, yeah, yeah. There's a song by the Parish family that says, "That's my God, and that's what He does." <laughs> and right. I love that song because I love the the concept of it. That's my right. God. That's what He does. Amen. If we will just step out, and I and I say this a lot on the on the show, my audience knows what I'm about to say. But how do you launch a dream? You put one foot in front of the other, mm-hmm. and God will move, and He'll open doors, and He'll close doors, and He'll He'll help your dreams to become reality. Mm-hmm. He's looking for willing people, <laughs> people who are just willing, right. just willing to put it out there and let, let God move. We serve an amazing God. Amen. We really do. Amen. <laughs> and, uh, well, you folks, uh, I mean, at your age of life, you're not done. I can tell that. <laughs> I think that's I think that's exciting. But it's time for us to go to prayer. I can't believe an hour's already gone by, but it's, it's been good to have y'all on the show. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for these wonderful folks and the calling in their life, Lord. I thank you for the years they've served you in ministry. But, Father, this is something new and fresh that you're doing. Lord, help them, Father. Father, give them the fulfillment of their dreams. And Lord, we give you glory and praise. And Father God, we pray over this radio audience, Lord, just a hedge protection across for our family. We pray for our churches, our pastors, and we pray, God, for America. Oh, Lord God, help us. We need your help. Oh, God, we need your help. And Father, we pray for peace in the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. Mm -hmm. And these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 It's been great to have you on the show. Thank you for coming. And thank, thank you, you, thank you for sir. the invitation. It's been our pleasure. Amen. Until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.